a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Return of the Jedi, coming up next. Welcome back to Nerd is a New Cool. I'm Justin. With me as always is my good friend, Mr. John Lambert. What's up, everyone? And we are joined with a very special guest, another Lambert. Another Lambert. Mr. Andrew Lambert. Hey, everybody. Good to have you. Thank this you. is not, here. not to be confused with his twin brother. This is his older brother. Yes. Right. Ironically, looks more like him, though. Also ironic. Also true. Especially <laughs> with the beards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. You guys are giving me a complex here with all this <laughs> facial hair on this fucking table. So here we are here to talk about one of our favorite movies of all time. The third entry of the Star Wars saga, Return of the Jedi. And it is the 40th anniversary, believe it or not, this year, 2023. That's crazy. So let's talk. Andrew, first time you saw this. Uh, for sure in the theater. Um, it would have been uh, 83, so we weren't here yet. It would have been El Paso. So what, 84, 85? Because we moved here in 85. Yeah. Yeah. So we would have seen it like in the theater in El Paso, probably. Nice. Yeah. Was I there? Fuck no. Okay, you were five. I, I didn't think so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were only two. Oh. I didn't. Th- well, you never know. People bring babies to theaters all the no, time. Now, right? fun, <laughs> fun fact, though, I did see Star Wars in a drive-in, and I'm pretty sure I was 18 months old. See, that's amazing. Yeah. See, with, I, I, my with, parents could have done with, that with if they decent, loved me more. Apparently, they didn't. No, no, I was the favorite. <laughs> Not true. John is the favorite, but that's <laughs> I'm mom's favorite. <laughs> Fair. We're going to get a lot of this throughout the course of the yeah, episode. Sorry, everybody. Yep. So... I remember seeing this on a VHS tape, and this was my parenting. Speaking of parents, my parenting uh, babysitting tactics was basically that to put on a VHS tape, and it would play. And it was those old school six hour ones. So it wasn't just a one movie type of situation. It oh, was okay. I got you. It was in this instance. It was oh. Ruthless People, and then Return of the Jedi, and then the first half of Big Trouble in Little China. What? And then you had to put the second half in <laughs> and start the next VHS. Wow. My parents had a very eclectic. Uh, taste in film. I should say so. And and it obviously rubbed off on you. I'm going to shoot you straight. Those are three of my favorite movies I just mentioned right I there. Mean, <laughs> I'm not surprised. I mean, talk about some bangers. So, obviously this movie is is iconic in so many different ways, and we're going to really get into it. But before we kind of do that, we do have to talk a little bit just about just Lucas film in general. And I thought it, maybe we'd start with kind of how it was started, how it was formed, and then what has led to the Disney acquisition. And maybe, who knows, I've read recently that they may be offloading Star Wars at some point because mm. it's not as successful as they thought it was going to be because they fucked it up. More yeah, on that later. Yeah, whose fault is that? So Lucasfilm is founded by film, filmmaker George Lucas in 1971. It's incorporated as Lucasfilm Limited on September 12, 1977. And then in the mid-1970s, the company's offices were located in the Universal Studios lot. And then eventually Lucas founds the Star Wars Corporation, Inc. as a subsidiary um, to basically control all things Star Wars, like merchandising, all that jazz. So... Unhappy with the cinema presentation of, of Return of the Jedi, believe it or not, he created the company THX, which was unveiled on May 20th, 1983. So this company in 87 is expanded into, uh, basically starts expanding into three to five films a year on its own, and basically becomes this giant um, production company. And in 1989, Lucasfilm launched a new subsidiary, Lucasfilm Entertainment Group, which we later know as LucasArts Entertainment Company, to consolidate all four units, which are Industrial Light and Magic, Lucasfilm Commercial Productions, Lucasfilm Games, 
and sprocket system. So I just want to kind of give a base of kind of where we where we came from. And that's kind of like pretty dry. Where's Skywalker Sound fit in? Isn't that a thing? Uh, for sure, it's a thing. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I, I, my gut tells me it was around the same time as like ILM, but yeah, I don't know. Very familiar with Lucas Arts. Yeah, all yeah. the all the video games. All the video games. Mm-hmm. All the video games. Yep. Yep. What was the game that was big for the computer system? Dark, uh, the first-person shooter, two. Dark Forces. Thank you. Love that. Dark there was the or Flyer, though. Tire Fighter. Tie Fighter and, and like X-Wing, X-Wing and like all yep. those games too. Those are good too. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, so flash forward to October thirtieth, two thousand twelve. Disney announced a deal to acquire Lucasfilm for four point zero five billion dollars, and half of that was in cash, and the other half was in Disney stock. S- straight cash, homie. Straight cash, homie. Yeah. Later on down the road, Kathleen Kennedy, who's the co- becomes the co-chairman of Lucasfilm. Uh, who was the co-chairman of Lucasfilm, became, becomes the president of Lucasfilm. And she serves as the brand manager for Star Wars, working directly with Disney's global lines of businesses to build basically all the things that are coming out of it. So let's talk about the current state of Star Wars, and then we'll get into Return of the Jedi. We got the sequel trilogy. Once Disney, These are the things Disney has released. Sequel trilogy. Force Awakens, Last Jedi, Rise of Skywalker. All their Disney Plus shows. So we got Clone Wars, Bad Batch, Rebels, Mandalorian, Boba Fett, Andor, Obi-Wan, Visions... And then the Ahsoka one that's coming out. There's a few other ones. And then there are there are future shows coming out. We've got a skeleton crew. Mm-hmm. On a level scale of one to ten, how how excited are we are about these things coming out? Let's Ahsoka. John. I'm gonna say seven because I'm I'm reserved because it can be good, but I've also but they've also screwed it they've screwed enough stuff up that I'm like Yeah. I'm excited. Like and I, I think it's gonna be cool, but like part of me is holding back a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm cautiously optimistic. So like I'm excited. Ahsoka is a great character, and I, I think Rosario Dawson does a phenomenal job as her. So, like, scale up one to ten, okay, eight. But they've also royally screwed up a couple of shows, and so I, I fear that that will be what happens here. Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of in the same boat. I, the only thing I would actually give it more, I'm, I'm going to go eight as well, because I do think that what's cool about a lot of the characters that are going to be in Ahsoka is it brings in a lot of characters from Rebels, which is one of my, it's my yeah. favorite show that they have come out with, in my, my, my opinion. Some other ones coming out, Skeleton Crew, that's starring Jude Law. Have you guys heard of this one? No. It's supposed to come out in 2023. I've heard of it, but I know nothing about it. Andor Season 2. We liked, yes. it. We liked Andor. Great great show. Andor was awesome. Great show. It's supposed to come out next year, and all these things are most likely pushed back Writer's strike. Writer's there is strike, a writer's yeah. strike right now. So yeah. yeah, we got another show that sounds pretty cool called The Acolyte, which is a TV series. It's supposed to be much more like old school Jedi f- uh, focused. Ryan Johnson's Star Wars trilogy is technically still in development, I but don't I don't think why? that's going to happen. I, I mean, uh, listen, so we like, can make three independent movies and call them a trilogy, <laughs> right? You know what? Yeah, there's three of them. Yeah, it's a trilogy. They don't make any sense. They don't. They don't connect to each other. But sure, I, it's a trilogy. He's. Yeah, I, Say what you want. He's still a decent director. I think there's promise on that one. As long as they don't, again, no, screw they, that don't, one they don't fuck him up. I'd rather him do something that's not part of like the this this whole the original trilogy, which Fair. he already botched. Uh, and a couple of ones that have uh, have have been canceled. Dave, David Benoit and D.B. Weiss's Star Wars movies they were all canceled. But there are no movies that are currently on the docket. So that's which is pretty crazy. It's all essentially focused on TV shows at this point. Mm-hmm. So, thoughts on the current state of 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 Star Wars, Andrew? Listen, I like Star Wars is still one of my favorite franchises. I love almost everything that's been put out. So probably my my review is is the same as the Ahsoka. Like I'm cautiously optimistic that they don't totally screw it up. Mm-hmm. But 
you know, they've had a couple of really big stumbles. I mean, the Obi-Wan thing, which I love Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan, but it just, I don't know, it was kind of flat. So I, I don't, I'm, I'm way too like <laughs> Star Wars Homer to, to shit on it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, let's be honest, whatever they put out, I'm going to watch. Mm-hmm. I'm going to watch it. Like, it doesn't really matter. It's just a question of, like you said, like, is it going to be, is it going to be Andor, right. which was, which they completely knocked out of the park, or is it going to be Obi-Wan, which, eh, they kind of, eh, they didn't really do it. They didn't do as well as they could have. I think the problem is a lot of the things that are, they look like fan service, like Obi-Wan, like the Rise of Skywalker, they're done because they're direct reactions to botching the things that should have been right. fan service, that should have been so simple to recreate. And I know it's hindsight's twenty twenty, but I mean, all you have to do is basically take the original characters and not make them look like complete jackasses, and you are going to make good movies because the character lore is already there, and there's so much to build on. Right, it, just it, don't mess it up. Well, and the universe is so big, right? Yeah. I mean, you took you take the Mandalorian, almost all net new characters, right? And they that was a that is a great show. So I think like there's mm-hmm. so much different stuff that you can do in that universe. Like there's a ton of opportunity. Just don't screw it up. Mm-hmm. Well, put out good content. Don't don't worry about pleasing fans. Just put out good stuff. Yeah. Well, let's talk about one of the best ones to do it. Frankly, to kind of tie it all together, I think uh, Return of the Jedi. So category one summary. IMDb says after rescuing Han Solo from Jabba the Hutt, the rebels attempt to destroy the second Death Star while Luke struggles to help Darth Vader back from the dark side. I don't like that in the IMDb they already tell you the first third of the movie. I mean, that's kind of kind of shitty, right? <laughs> Isn't that kind of their said thing? Spoiler alert, you know? Yeah, I don't like uh, that either. I mean, in fairness, the movie's been out for a while. Well, I, I understand. <laughs> it's 40 years old. <laughs> so I guess what you're saying is don't read the IMDb summary to... to Most people aren't reading that to essentially introduce what this movie's about. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. if you <laughs> want to be surprised, don't go to IMDb. <laughs> Shouldn't go to IMDb in, anyway. In general. But, right. So this debuted May 25th, 1983. Here's a fun fact. So movies are traditionally released on a Friday, but blockbusters are a different story. Um, Basically, the original release of Return of the Jedi was set for May 25th, 1987, but then it was moved up two days to May 25th. And basically, um, they did that because it was the exact same day that Star Wars, the original Star Wars Mm -hmm. was released in 1977. See, that's cool. I like that. Synergy. They did that, but then also it kind of creates this long weekend. And I'm sure it boosted giant sales, which we'll talk about later mm-hmm. on. Yeah. Had a runtime of two hours and 11 minutes. Speaking of some crazy scores, the BS rankings, Rotten Tomatoes gives this an 83% with an audience score of 94%, and IMDb gave it an 8.3. That's why you don't go to IMDb. Yeah. <laughs> 94% audience score is not shocking. That, that is not shocking at no, all. No, no, no. I, I, I don't understand critics that go see movies like this and are like, I don't know, nitpick it to death. Just seems silly. It's kind of their job. I know, but how dare you? How dare you? <laughs> how dare you? How dare you, sir? Okay, let's get into the categories now uh, to talk more about some of the people behind the scenes. So the Spielberg Award for directing. This was directed by Richard, Richard Marquand. And I kind of was trying to find some things that he has done, and really there weren't a lot. I found Jagged Edge is a movie that apparently is with Jeff Bridges and Glenn Close. But that's pretty much pretty much it. So Lucas actually declined to direct Empire Strikes Back. And he, Empire Strikes Back, and he did it because basically it was too stressful. And he also didn't want to direct Return of the Jedi either. He asked his, he actually asked Steven Spielberg to do it. 
So I want, I want you guys to think about that. Envision a Return of the Jedi as, with Spielberg as the director. Probably, I'm not sure how that works. Probably would have been good. It probably would have been amazing. Yeah. Well, and, I mean, it was good as it was, but it would have been even better. Here's, here's why it didn't work out, though. He was actually going to do it, allegedly, but Lucas had to, he had quit the Director's Guild over uh, Empire Strikes Back, basically, and Spielberg was apparently having a feud with a Director's Guild, and essentially um, Spielberg kind of got like banned from directing the movie for some reason. Here are some other people that were on the list of possibly directing this. This is just all internet research. Who knows if this is really true? Probably not true, but but if it is. But it, if it's on the internet, it's but true. it is it's always true. It's it is, a, but it's a fun internet. talking point. Here's option number one: David Lynch. David Lynch, who we know from directing Twin Peaks, Blue Velvet, Dune. That's a fucking wacky movie. If I've ever heard of one, that would have been interesting. I, I think it's like a, like a film noir version of like. Right, it would have been a completely different and it would type have of been film. Insanely long. Mm-hmm. You're right. <laughs> Two hours, eleven minutes. No, no, no. no. It's a five-hour five epic. Hour, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> David Cronenberg was also another person. So David Cronenberg directed Eastern Promises, History of Violence, The Fly. So this is also maybe a little bit different, darker version. But instead, we got Richard Marquant. You know, and he was serviceable. The Tarantino Award for writing. So Lawrence Kasdan wrote this. Lawrence Kasdan also wrote okay. Empire Strikes Back. This is a fucking some big hitters right here. Raiders of the Lost Ark, The Big Chill, The Bodyguard, and Wyatt Earp, as well as the not so loved Solo film. I didn't hate Solo. Well, I'm just saying people didn't love it. That's fine, whatever. I liked it. They I, f- I saw it again. I'll see all of them. I liked it. Hey, you know what? It made for a really cool storyline because they bring back in Darth Maul, mm-hmm. and then it's like, well, how the fuck he get there? And they got to kind of retcon that with all the cartoons and things like that. Mm-hmm. George Lucas also obviously got some writing credits on this. All right, now we get to have you guys talk. I've been talking a lot. The Tom Hanks best leading role, who did it best? We got Mark Hamill, who plays Luke Skywalker. Harrison Ford plays Han Solo. And Carrie Fisher plays Princess Leia. That's who I've got as kind of the three main leads. And that's that's it. <laughs> I mean... You're not going to pick Wicket? <laughs> I mean, that's I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick Wicket. That's just later. Okay, I got you. Um, it's got to be Mark Hamill. I mean, I, I love... I love Harrison Ford as Han Solo. I love Carrie Fisher in this, but this is this is a loose story. This is the 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 climax of his story and his confronting the Emperor and saving his father and all that stuff. So it's him. I mean, I don't disagree as far as it being Luke's story, but I think I think Harrison Ford did a better job as an actor with Han Solo. Because he's a better actor. He's a better actor. <laughs> well, no, arguably, like Mark Hamill is also an amazing actor, but I think as far as this goes, Harrison Ford did a better job as Han Solo than Mark Hamill did as Luke Skywalker. All right, he's that he's that rascal. I'll be the tiebreaker. I think you're gonna get Leia. I, I, Leia, <laughs> Carrie Fisher. Leia wins. I think that <laughs> Star Wars: A New Hope is a story about Leia. I think Empire Strikes Back is the story about Han, and I think this story is about Luke Skywalker. So it's I, Luke's my favorite character of all time. I know it's super cliche, but Got to go with Mark Hamill. Next category, the other four, ca- four Jacksons. So here are some secondary categories, or secondary ca- characters. Got a lot of them. We got Billy D, who plays Lando. Anthony Daniels plays CP, or C-3PO. Easy for you to learn how to speak. Peter Mayhew plays Chewbacca. Ian McDermott plays the Emperor. Frank Oz voices Yoda. James Earl Jones voices Darth Vader. David Prowse plays Darth Vader. Alec Guinness reprises his role as Obi-Wan. And then we got Kenny Baker, 
who plays R2-D2, also plays one of the Ewoks, uh, Paplu. Andrew, you get to go first here. Yeah, for me, Ian McDermott, again, I don't know what, what's up with that, but Ian McDermott just kills it as the Emperor. He's evil and nefarious and i mean ju- and he's held the character for decades at this point like, he's yeah. awesome yeah you agreed i got no are I, we I, are I, we all in full agreement I'm, I'm going billy d because okay. billy d, billy d. <laughs> because i don't know i just like billy d yeah like, he does a great job as lando he's so much better though in in empire well well i don't know i guess he has a really fun story arc sort of he's still kind of a dick but he becomes a good dick and in Return of the Jedi, he yeah, I mean he's he's definitely redeemed in in Jedi, but yeah. but I like him better in Empire as a scoundrel. For he's for more sure. he's more of a scoundrel for Empire. sure. Yeah, I like him better as a scoundrel too. I still like Billy D though. I mean, I think we got to give a shout out a little bit to Anthony Daniels who playing C three PO here. I think he's got a pretty pretty big role, especially when he's playing the God that all the Ewoks are worshiping. That's <laughs> not, I mean, I'm just saying. Uh, it's true. And doing it in a metal suit. I mean, not, not <laughs> right. an easy gig. I mean, it's, hey, it's against his programming to impersonate a deity. <laughs> <laughs> as far as who put the most work in here, it's definitely Anthony Daniels or Peter Mayhew or David Prowse. Or yeah. Kenny Baker. Kenny Baker. Oh, and Kenny Baker, too. R2-D2. Well, he played two characters. He played R2-D2 oh, yeah. and, and an Ewok. Yeah. It's got to go. It's got to go. And rumor has it, like, Kenny Baker and Anthony Daniels did not get along. So to be... Like that close in to the each same other. scene as good. often as they did and actually hate each other. Good thing if they were that's true. Good thing they were like all suited up, otherwise they'd be fighting. Right. <laughs> like to see that fight. <laughs> I think Kenny Baker's got to win it then. I think you guys convinced <laughs> I think we convinced everyone that Kenny Baker's the winner. Next category, backup singers. So who are our deep cut characters? So we got Sebastian Shaw, who oh. plays Anakin Skywalker. And you kind of see him essentially two two moments. Force Ghost, and then obviously when he takes off oh. his helmet. I didn't like in the original Force Ghost. In the original, I don't like that they changed that to to uh, Hayden, Christensen. Hayden Christensen. I don't like it either. But you knew they were going to do that. Yeah. Well, then I think if they did that, then they should switch out Alec Guinness and put in old uh, Ewan McGregor there. That's look, only what they, makes sense. It right? looks similar enough though. Like you could probably pull it off. But I get. Yeah, I'm with you. We got Warwick Davis who plays Wicket, Pony Cox who plays just Ewok, but we know him from Me, Myself, and I. And then there are there are 100 uncredited actors in this film, which is freaking crazy. And a lot of them are people from LucasArts and mm-hmm. Phil Tippett's in there. I think I think that's become a thing now that people just want to be in a Star Wars movie, and they don't. I mean, you saw don't it, need you, a credit. You, you saw it with the first with the Force Awakens, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, with those three. There were so many people that wanted to be oh, yeah. in this film. They're like, I'll just be a stormtrooper. Da- Dan- Daniel Craig, right? Is the, right. He's the most famous one, yeah. probably. Yeah. Okay, who do we got for uh, this category? I go first this time. Warwick Davis as Wicket. Ditto that. He was great. Done. Yeah. Okay, that's, that's easy. It. I love Warwick Davis. He's, yeah. he's fantastic. All right. The John Williams category for music. Again, this is, of course, John Williams doing the music. <laughs> True. <laughs> In 1978, he wins the Oscar for Best Music, Original Score, and also for Episode 4, New Hope. And he gets nominated. Or here are the times he's been nominated. Um he was nominated for Best Achievement in Music Written for Motion Pictures for Episode 9, Episode 8, Episode 7, Episode 6, Episode 5, and Episode 4. So he gets... <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> All of them. Wow. But sadly, no love for the prequels. They didn't get any... He didn't get any nods for the prequels. 
which is kind of sad. Like I, I really love the Battle of the Fates. That's one of the best. That's songs. one of the Duel best. Duel of the Fates. Duel of the Fates. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a good that's one. one. I used to nerd out and just like listen to that when I was like working out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, pump, pump Shep a little bit. Uh, he's been nominated for fifty three Academy Awards. He's only won five, which I, is actually kind of surprising. With all of the scores he's created, they're What's super iconic. What's a normal hit rate on? Here we go. On winning versus nomination, like ten percent doesn't sound terrible. I think that he's do, he's he's batting above <laughs> league, league average. I think. Yeah. Well, except for like the guys who have been nominated once and have gotten that and one got award. It the one I, don't, I don't think that we can count that. I think once you hit over ten, you maybe start tracking that data. <laughs> but he's one of few that have. I mean, to be nominated fifty-three times. That's I mean, shocking. That's pretty impressive. He's yeah. been basically taking charge for the last uh, forty years. Yeah. Longer than that. Six Emmy Awards. He's won three. Twenty-seven Golden Globe Awards. He's won four, and seventy-three Grammy Awards. And he's won twenty-five. That's a pretty good batting that average. Pretty good. That'll get you in the Hall of Fame right there. <laughs> okay. Scenes to nerd out on. I tried to do this without even watching the movie, and I think I did okay. But I want you guys to throw in some uh, categories as far as or some additional scenes. Um, so I'll start. I'll do. I'll do the first half. So I've got Darth arrives at the new Death Star, and that's the opening scene of the mm-hmm. film, basically. Mm-hmm. The droids uh, arrive at. Jabba's palace, which fun fact I wrote down, Jana's palace here in in <laughs> total Freudian slip. <laughs> I was doing this last night. She was laying on the couch. I don't know what happened. Luke shows up. That whole part, he gets captured. Yeah. And then I kind of as maybe a separate scene, but it is kind of the same scene, the Rancor scene. Yep. Mm-hmm. We've got the um, the whole feeding basically, um, and then we've got the escape from Tatooine, like the feeding of the Rancor. Like the, the sorry, oh. The Sarlacc or the no, Rancor? No, the Rancor. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Was, um, and then that's like the dancer that gets trapped, that gets mm. shot down there. And I guess that's before Luke arrives. That's so I'm thinking about the order. See? See? I, I flipped him around. Sorry. We got the escape from Tatooine. We've got um, the whole group basically deciding that they're going to go to Endor. They're going to go to Endor, and then... Luke's going to go back to Dagobah. And Lando is going to lead this, basically, attack on the second Death Star. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Basically... Setting up what everyone's doing for the second half of the film. Right. Um, we got Han giving up the Falcon to Lando. They're a little back and forth wittiness. We got them basically getting to the forest moon. And then we got the speeder chase. I'm definitely skipping scenes here, so throw some in there if I'm forgetting them. We got the speeder chase. And we got um, basically everything at the, the Ewoks capture them and the whole thing at their, at their, at their place. Luke leaves and gets captured, captured quote unquote, by Darth. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's basically the whole like end 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 battle scene. So they're they're trying to break down the the, the, sh- the shield yeah, yeah, the shield yeah. generator. They're trying to attack the Death Star. Luke's battling Darth, mm-hmm. and then it all kind of culminates with shield goes down. Darth, Darth st- or Luke wins the battle, and then they well, pull up the Death Star. Well, Darth Luke did not win. Darth throws the Emperor down a hole. <laughs> You're right. Okay, sorry. Darth <laughs> Vader wins the but battle. But that didn't. But that didn't kill him. Apparently, semantics. <laughs> what killed that one? Okay. Yeah. He's yeah. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> Did I forget any scenes? Uh you forgot when Luke went back yep. to Dagobah and Yoda died. Mm. Yeah. Yoda call. dies. Uh which which also is you have a sister, like that whole yep. that whole thing. Uh the unmasking scene at the very, very end. Um, which I thought was good and we, I, yeah. I, 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 I still I still think those are blasters. I so didn't hear it. So John John and I saw something on the interwebs yesterday. That speculates that as as Luke is taking Vader's mask off, you hear blaster sounds in the background. Well, if you think about it, Luke is the only rebel on the Death Star, 
every other rebel is outside the Death Star. And so who are the stormtroopers shooting, if not each other, to escape? Yeah. Oh, it's just dark. Pretty yeah. dark, right? <laughs> so I watched that scene like 10 times in a row, and I couldn't quite, like, I couldn't dis- I couldn't distinguish between, like, what would have been a blaster and, like, what were, like, the explosions of, like, the attack that was actually happening. Mm, okay. So that's what I was I watched it with headphones, time. and it, 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 it came out pretty I was, I See, I wasn't watching it with headphones. Yeah, okay. I'll have to do that next time. There you go. What I'm doing later tonight. Yep. So... <clears throat> I forgot that scene, but are we, are we, which one are we going with? John, you go first. Uh, so my favorite scene is the lightsaber battle between Luke and Vader. Mm-hmm. Obviously great. That is it. God. I mean, there's a lot of good scenes and like there's a specific there moment. So there's a specific moment in that scene where like, like you have like the, the choir or whatever in the background and they kind of pan out and then all you can really see is like basically like their silhouettes. Mm-hmm. And the lightsabers, like still frame that. That's the best scene. Mm. That's uh, that's the that's the picture that everyone. Yep. If if that's someone signed it, that's the picture. That's, you that's, that's, that's the picture, and that's the scene. Oh man, I don't yep. know. Like, I still really like the scene where Luke tells Leia that that they're siblings, and the whole like you can see all of the emotions on Carrie Fisher's face. She does a great job because like uh, they kissed a couple of years ago. Hmm. They might have had a crush on each other not too long ago may have had an affair in real life. Like, there's a whole thing, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, like, I, I don't know, man. That one's pretty good. We really didn't even touch on Carrie Fisher. We can Maybe we can save that for later, but there's just a... Well, and then and then Han coming in after that. Oh, yeah, and getting all butthurt <laughs> about it. Getting all pissed. He's oh, like, yeah. he's my brother. He's like... And then and then his reaction. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, you can see it on his face. Oh, like, totally. Oh, oh, wait. Oh. Wait a minute. I, I have a, a chance. I got a shot now. <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> I personally like them escaping from Tatooine and Jabba's palace. Also good. I think that's, that's the first time you get good. to see Luke's like actual. Oh, this dude's a fucking Jedi now. Like force, he, can, he, can, he can really do it. Backflip and catching mm-hmm. the, catching and the just, lightsaber. And Han Solo, he's blinded, and the whole them getting falling into the Sarlacc, oh, and then that's the, yeah, Boba Fett, yeah. Boba Fett, where? where? And then he just turns around <laughs> and knocks him in. I mean, a little higher, just a little. Higher. <laughs> <laughs> Thought you were blind. <laughs> like it's a mixture of action it's and like and comedy. And comedy. There's a lot of comedy in it and physical stuff. I mean, and it kind of did Boba Fett dirty because he was supposed to be like. He's the guy, and he goes out like that. Like, mm-hmm. eh. yeah. I yeah. think as far as acting, Andrew, you're totally right. That's the best acted scene in the entire film. I think as far as epicness, I think you're right. That is that battle, and just them crossing the the green and the red lightsaber. Mm-hmm. But the, I think the most fun though is that is, is that everything is, on Tatooine. Super it's, fun. Oh, scene. All the, the yeah, 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 the whole all the stuff on Tatooine. Yeah, yeah totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. The Heath Ledger Award for scene stealing. <laughs> I've only got one name written down here, but I want to know what you guys think. So, Andrew, why don't you go first? Every every single Ewok. <laughs> Warwick Davis. <laughs> Just the Ewok race. The, the, all of them. Like it's the, the comedic value and the slapstick value of the Ewoks is especially perfect. especially like Chewie and the Ewoks. Oh yeah, totally. There well, there are some siblings stealing the chicken walker. Uh-huh. That and just the just the chopping of the ropes and the wood just crushes one of those. <laughs> yeah. uh, like the one when he wants, he's like he steals the 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 speeder and he's like flying off the back end of it. Come on, <laughs> yeah, that, that is pretty. Stuff. That is those are fun characters. Those are fun characters. Do you have a? I mean, I wrote nominee? down Nien Nub just because I had to. <laughs> <laughs> just because okay, he doesn't well, really okay. steal a scene, but I just had to say that name. He's got a good laugh though. He's got a good laugh. He's got a, good laugh. He's got a kind of weird That's voice. Cool. Yeah. I won't even argue. I had Harrison Ford, but I, I think that you guys are 100% right. It's got to be the Hewoks. They're the <laughs> it's, great. It's, it's they're, totally the They're Ewoks. amazing comedic relief. 
Next category, Dante's Peak. So this, is this the peak of this particular thing's respective career, basically? So let's start with Harrison Ford. First nominee, Harrison Ford. No, I think, no, no, way. it's not. No let, let, what is Harrison Ford's? I think we've discussed this before, but let's try and I think let, we have. Let's let it. Let's talk about. Well, I'm curious what you guys have talked about now. Let's litigate it again. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. Who knows? Okay. Okay. Empire Strikes Back comes out in 1980. Obviously, Star Wars: New Hope in 77. But I'm, I, I skipped forward a couple years because in 80 is Empire Strikes Back. 81 mm-hmm. is Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm-hmm. 82 is Blade Runner. Mm-hmm. This is 83. Temple of Doom is 84. Mm-hmm. And he's got kind of a gap. There are other movies there, but not like name not major bangers. But then he takes over Jack Ryan. He's got mm-hmm. Patriot Games ninety two, The Fugitive is ninety three. Now I remember what our answer was. Clear and Present Danger was ninety four, <laughs> and Air Force One. And I had to add this again. Air Force Runs in ninety seven because oh, Air Force Run is a fantastic movie. That's a fun movie. That is a fun movie. Get off my plane. Last Crusade was eighty nine. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think that we decided last time it was Fugitive. Is um, his peak. Yeah. Oh, man. I don't know. Like, that was really good. But I, the Jack Ryan stuff for me. Like, well, yeah, but Fugitive is like sandwiched in yeah, between yeah, those yeah. two. I think as yeah. for, I think we just, and it was basically because of box office draw and the amount of people, the Fugitive exposed people to Harrison Ford. Well, when was Patriot Games again? 92. It's got to be. That's it's, the it's one. That, that's the one it's, for me. It's like, that, Patriot Games was so good. It's that era. It's that oh, that's, Patri- that's Patri- maybe the best. I think Clarence, I actually like Clarence Danger better than that's Patriot That's a good one, too. But Patriot Games is pretty damn good. Clear Prison Danger has Will and Defoe, but I like I like Harrison Ford better in Patriot Games than in and you get some, Danger. And you get some Sean Bean, and he actually lives. Uh, <laughs> well, for, the mo- for most of the movie. Uh, he doesn't die at the beginning. I would say he dies. He, he definitely dies. dies. He, but he doesn't die in the first five actually. minutes. Okay. He dies at the end. <laughs> he can actually, he survived the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Mark, okay, Mark Hamill. He has 355 credits. I should have asked you guys over and under what you thought. 355 credits to his name. That's Did a lot. Did they count every single Joker credit? It's yeah. all it's all voice. A lot of it's voice okay. acting, obviously. Okay. So that's, yeah, that's it, the answer. I think. Yeah. Well, I think this is his peak, actually. If it's acting, on screen acting. On screen acting, yes. It's got to be this. On screen acting, no. Yeah, sure, but unless you want, I think unless you want to, unless you want to say cocknogger. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I I wrote that down. I also wrote down the Giver, which he was in in 1991. Also, a movie that he's in, but he basically has a helmet on the whole time. Do you remember that movie? No. The Giver. No. No one's ever seen that movie. What? He he was like it's a not, not MacGyver. No. And it's not the, the and it's not the, the Giver. Giver. The that's a different movie. The Giver. The Giver. No. God, no he no. basically is like becomes this futuristic robotic superhero. I've never and heard fights of aliens. Pretty, I like it. It's good. It's wow. a stupid, terrible movie. Okay. Interesting. He was in The Flash. He played the trickster in The Flash. I, yeah, I mean, I wrote the, he, he actually was the trickster in the 1991 version, mm-hmm. and then he reprised it again in The Flash in the, in, in, the, in in the new version. Yeah, 2015, 2016. Yeah. Also does Batman the animated series as the Joker, starting in 1992. That's yeah. I think that's if it's like, if it's I think it. that's got to probably be that's it. it. If we're obviously he's voice so actor. good, and he's he, like he, not just in the series, he does it in the games. He's just he's awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay, George Lucas, what's his peak? I got I got the Star Wars, any Star Wars. I've got any Indiana Jones, and I also have Willow as like the nominees for what would be maybe considered his peak of power. I I hate to say it, but it's probably New Hope. Like that's first one out was the best one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Raiders was pretty good. Raiders was good. I think if it's if it's when does he have the most I don't know. I guess sorry. Star Wars was not the first one, but 
the, the first big one. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I, you don't think it was American Graffiti or <laughs> <That's>, THX? <laughs> right. Going with three eight. No. No. Good movies, obviously, but yeah, I think it's just got to. I think if you say George Lucas, I think that people, movie nerds, would would probably mention Indiana Jones, but I think everyone's saying Star Wars. Mm. So it's us, Star Wars, and we could we could we could litigate like, is it the first one? Is it this one? Is it? The start of the tr- the prequel trilogies and also running like I mean they re-released the originals and they rolled right into the prequel trilogies. Mm-hmm. Is it when he we sold saw those in the theater? Yeah, when they, re- when they all got re-released, re-released in like the yeah. late nineties. Yeah. yeah, is it when he sold this for four billion fucking dollars? Like yeah, there you go. There's a lot of different Peak. peaks of his life and career. I would say this because you had like Jedi. Said, well, because yeah, this because you had New Hope and you had Empire in eighty, you had Raiders in eighty one, and you had this in eighty three. Yeah, and then, and then it, Temple, of Doom. Temple of Doom was not as good as Raiders. Last Crusade oh, yeah. was great, but it was not as good as Raiders. And yeah, either, it's either this or when he sold it for $4 billion. All right, <laughs> yeah. What about, okay, here's here's a fun one. I put down movie trilogies. So is this the peak or is it the best movie trilogy? Yes. And, and let's, let's, well, hold on. There's some, there's some nominees. It, it is pretty darn good. I mean, you, you can you can go to yeah. read mine off first. So the ones I read, I, I wrote down were Godfathers, all three of them. Okay, okay, that's a good one. Army Darkness, and Evil Dead, wow. Evil Dead, and Evil Dead, Evil Dead Two, and Army of Darkness. I actually wrote oh, okay. down like is what I was. I guess maybe the question is: Is this the best third edition entry of the of, of the, the trilogy? Tri- of the trilogy. Okay, let's do that. Okay. okay. Got it. Because that way we don't have to argue like, well, Godfather won Best Picture two, the first two, and then obviously the third one takes it down, but it was also nominated for Best Picture. Like the we, third one was, I still like the third one, but when you compare it to the first two, yeah, it's not as yeah, good, but it's yeah. still those are two top ten movies of all time. I know. So yeah, the third one's gonna be a letdown. Yeah, but it was still good. Okay, so let's do the last cha- last entry of a movie trilogy: Godfather three, Army of Darkness, Toy Story three, Back to the Future three. I really I do like Mike Fisher. That, that was a good one. Die Hard with a Vengeance. Okay. Samuel. I know there's more than three, but still, there's more Toy Stories, obviously. The Bourne Ultimatum. Hmm. Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. Okay. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. And I, I, I put on here Revenge of the Sith, because it is the best of the, of, the, of the prequels, but it's probably not the best third act of a film series ever. So personally, I think it's if it's not this, I think it's got to be. I I would vote Lord of the Rings: Return of the King because it did win Best Picture, and it is a pretty fantastic movie. Or The Matrix Revolutions. Mm, definitely not the best. I of didn't the even three. put that on. I I have I that mean, as an it's option. The, third the best one, of the three. So I, I mean, it's not the best of the three. The first one's the best. I one. added on here like good, good, <laughs> good nominees, <laughs> not <laughs> shitty ones. Beverly Hills Cop three. Ooh, again, I again a, I I had it on here. Good <laughs> nominations, that's not a, shitty that's ones. A good, that's a good nomination. Um, that's best theme park movies. That that's definitely yeah, ranking in the top five. Yeah, Austin Powers, Gold Member. See previous comment. Nope. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep going. Okay. Well, if no one's gonna argue against I, me, I think it's I. I, I no. Yeah, that's not, no, I was I was gonna say another one, but I was like, nope. The second one's the best. For, it's either for me, it's either either that one or it's uh, Last Crusade. I, I I do like Last Crusade better than Raiders. I do too. Yeah, yeah. I would I would agree with that. I'd say yeah. it's either this or it's Last Crusade. Okay, I like that. But but see, I, the reason why I'm I'm, I'm going to say not this because I like Empire better than this one. 
And I, I actually definitely like, like I actually like better. New Hope better than this yeah, one yeah, too. Yeah. This is probably my least uh, favorite of the, of the, of the, of the three, original three. For sure. Yeah. What about peak of Star Wars? So here are my nominees for the for the for the peak, and, and it's kind of like it's almost like a tale of how like the history of Star Wars. So the original trilogy, flash forward years later, the prequel trilogy, flash forward again, the sequel trilogy, the opening of Gal- Galaxy's Edge at Disney, and then most recently the kind of Dave Filoni, John Favreau, Nassance, and all the things they're making. So you got all the animated series. And mm-hmm. all the and then the Mandalorian, and like the offshoots of the Mandalorian, mm-hmm. basically all those things. Lambert, what do you think, John? John Lambert. <laughs> I don't know. That's tough. I like I like what Filoni and Favreau are doing a lot. It's a nice it's a nice resurgence mm-hmm. for sure. I, I I struggle to go against the original trilogy though. It, it is hard to do that, and I, I guess I guess the really question is: Are we are we discussing peak as far as quality, or peak as far as notoriety, or peak as far as revenue? Because those are actually probably three different things entirely. I mean, peak as far yeah, as, for as for revenue sure. is might still be the original trilogy, and notoriety it might still be the original trilogy. Uh, yeah, I mean, so yeah, the, agree the, with the first you on three that, movies like, made a shit and are continuing to make a shitload of money. Yeah, but. But quality, if, if we just look at individual content, right? So so films and shows. Rogue One. Mm. That's my favorite. Of of the entire book of work yeah, is Rogue good, One. That's a good one. That's my third favorite, I think. Really? I think it's Empire, then New Hope, and then Rogue One. Okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Rogue One's probably my top Empire five. was my favorite until Rogue One came out. Mm-hmm. Pretty, pretty damn good. Yeah. Okay, I think the original trilogy is probably the answer, but I think... Rogue One is definitely, I didn't even put that on there. It's probably around uh, Galaxy's Edge time. Mm-hmm. Uh, wait, was that before the sequel no, trilogy? Oh, that's before the sequel trilogy, isn't it? Rogue One, no. No, it came out, it was the first one after the sequel trilogy came out. Because it was the first standalone. It was the first standalone film, and then it was Rogue One, and then Solo came out like the next year or two years Rogue later. Rogue One was in 16. Yeah. Okay, all right. I don't have any more nominees. Do you guys for Peak? Mm. Okay. I mean, there's always the Ewok show. Peak for Ewoks is, <laughs> is the Ewok show, or is it the the, uh, the Christmas two Ewok, the two Ewok movies, or the Christmas or the Christmas special? special. Oh, first appearance of Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, it's it's obviously this movie, but those are fun fun little things. Next category: Quoth the Raven, favorite quote. So we can just kind of go around and say our favorites. Do you want to start, John? No, you can start. I will start. So I have the one with when Luke and Han are kind of going back and forth, and, and Luke says, or Han says, together again, huh? Luke says, wouldn't miss it, Han Solo. How we doing? Same as always. And Han says, that bad, that huh? That bad, huh? <laughs> yep. That's a good one. Mine is actually right after that. Uh, they're on the uh, on the skiff heading out to the Sarlacc pit. Luke says, I used to live here, you know. Yeah. You're going to die <laughs> here, die you know. Though. Convenient. Convenient. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I'm going to jump way forward. And it's well again. It's it's during or it's right before my favorite scene where you know they're going back and forth, and Darth Vader figures out that he has a sister because I guess he's reading his mind. And it's like if you will not be if you will not turn to the dark side, then perhaps she will. Mm. And then that sets everything. And then I really and then Luke loses his shit. Yeah, he loses. Yeah, he really he really gets pissed off. A lot of these, the ones I have written down, are kind of like one-liners, almost like 
I don't know. Like, like for example, you know, well, Luke says like you're not, you, you're not going. I'll never turn to the dark side. You failed, Your Highness. I'm oh, a Jedi. And the Emperor ends with Ooh. like, so be it, Jedi. And mm-hmm. it just kicks his ass, basically. Your overconfidence is your weakness. Your faith in your <laughs> friends, friends is yours. yours. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Also a good one. The who are you one, and then Leia coming back, somebody who loves you, is a, is a pretty romantic moment. Yeah, and then the flip, uh, I love you, I know. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, a, that's, that's pretty a good solid. One. That's a good one, yeah. That's all I got. You got more, Lambert? John always has a bunch of quotes. No, not really. This isn't like I mean. Uh, this I, is not a movie that I quote. No, it's not. not. A, it's not a quotable movie. It's. Mm-hmm. A lot of these are too. They're too long too. Like there's a there's a it's a sequence. there's one where Yoda is basically going on and talking about like all the, the like don't be swayed to the 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 emperor and all this jazz. But but he does end with like that there is another, there is another Skywalker. Skywalker. Yeah. So there's there's like little parts of little. The little, I mean, and, and like when 900 years old you reach, look as good you will not. Like, right. right. Good. Okay. Next category, the year canceled. Wait, hold on. We got one more. Oh, you got one more. One, it's, it's, this is the greatest quote in the whole movie. It's a trap. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how the fuck do we not say that? <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> that is the best quote in the movie. That wins. Next category, you're canceled. What do we need to get rid of? This isn't a movie. The thing about a lot of these epics and these and these sci-fi fantasy films is that they're not exactly what you would consider like culturally controversial. <laughs> like, there's nothing to get rid of. I think there's a bunch of aliens in it. You 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 get better CGI, but also like, well, that's true. CGI mm-hmm. and effects, but all, I would argue though that I even put question mark with that because I would argue what makes the original so special is that they use a lot of the animatronics and a yeah. lot of the puppets, and yeah. they don't. Mm-hmm. Rely on CGI, yeah. and if you watch some of the remastered versions versus the the originals, I like the originals better. Well, yeah, like, like they yeah. put that dancing band in there. I was like, oh, this is was, fucking that was, so that bad. was stupid. Or like in in <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> well, yeah, in a new, so, in a, it's so bad. Like in a New Hope, where they where they add the Java scene with Han, like when he's talking to him in front of the like, and he walks behind well, the, him, the, and the like, two it, different versions of that. So tomorrow, one like yeah. steps on his tail, and I'm like, oh, this is so terrible. Like, why? What are we doing, guys? Yeah. Like, just cut that whole thing out. And I already mentioned adding adding Anakin, the new Anakin, Hayden Christensen, yeah, and like, like those little changes. I don't. Yep. I, I get. Now the parts that I did like, there are some cool scenes at the end when the Death Star explodes and the Emperor's gone, and you see all of the celebrations and all the planets that we I maybe that have visited. Cool. I, I like that. I thought that. Was I cool. do like that. Yeah. That was cool. And yeah. that's only cool because now they have the they've they've re-released yeah, the prequels, and you know these other planets exist. Yeah, whereas because they went to Naboo, right? And they went to all the other, yeah, right. But in the original trilogy, you you're basically on three or four planets, like for the yeah. entire saga, yeah. yep. or the entire trilogy, right? I, I I I can't think of anything that I would take out. No, I don't think I mean, so. If you if you'd asked me maybe twenty years ago, I would have said like the Ewoks. But having watched it again more recently and with the, with my kids and whatnot, like yeah, no, no, yeah, they're fine. I'll keep them. Yeah, well, okay. and you also have it to compare it to some of the other character species well, they've added, and it's <laughs> there way better than the what are they called the Gungans? Gungans. Oh, Jar Jar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. way. Lots of other critters. Anyway, John Lambert's favorite category, my favorite category too. Another Spider-Man again. So who who is being in this if it's remade I today? Struggle. I so struggled with this one because I'm, like, again, such a Star Wars, like Homer, purist, whatever. But uh, so so. What's this your, what's this is an easy one 
but but I'm going to say it anyway. Like Lando is Donald Glover. He I wrote that was I was like, is it, it. is it cheating to say Donald Glover? It's exactly he, what I wrote. He no. killed it. Yeah, that, he did you great. You guys can see that's the only thing I have on my list too. Is Donald <laughs> I did Glover. I did add another name for this one though. Oh, but, I added I, I I got one for everybody. I got there. Well, like it multiples. Took me a no. Oh God, no. Oh, okay. No. Who else did you have besides Donald Glover? Uh the only other the only person that I could think of was Anthony Ramos. That's fair. Okay, wouldn't be bad. Donald Glover is bad. No, it's totally Donald Glover. But <laughs> I had, I wanted Donald to, I wanted to think of someone else. But I think those two are Glover. both in the casting office at the end, and Donald Glover wins this one. Yeah, True. Down. yeah. But he was, but yeah, Anthony Ramos, finalist. Han Solo. So he was in his late thirties, early forties, basically when he was in the Star Wars original trilogy. Harrison Ford. Yep. Okay. So I'm going to start with a couple nominees. Yeah, go for it. I had, like, I had Chris Pratt, but like the Star Lord version of Chris Pratt. Like kind of like this, like like not what Chris Pratt is in other movies. Like uh-huh. you know, like the, he's kind of like that. He's yeah. kind of like a Han Solo character, basically. He's yeah, kinda, he is. He's he is inspired yeah, by very it. much so. I've got Taron Egerton. Okay, I, I was had, I, I had him. I was thinking about putting yeah, him. I did. I, yep. I had him. Yep. Yep. I like him. Like yep. He'd be really good. I'm trying to think of someone who's just really good. Plays a really good smart ass, but you also really like enjoy his his. I don't know his presence. The other person I had is uh, Doc Ray Montgomery. Who is Billy on Stranger Things? Okay, yeah. I, th- I think I've yep. seen him in interviews, oh. and I think that we're used to him playing like this, you know, oiled up, shirtless high school asshole. But he's actually like a pretty well spoken, I don't know, kind of like just a cool dude. Mm-hmm. Isn't he a Brit? <laughs> and he's yeah, Brit- he yeah. Yeah. I mean, all the good actors nowadays are yeah, British, yeah. no they're offense. All they're all Brits. Fair. So I had Simu uh, Liu. Mm. I thought he'd be, he would, he would be fun. So I, I you know, obviously, you know, 10 rings. Um, but seen him in a couple of other things. I think he'd be an interesting choice for Han Solo. Yeah, he's fantastic in the Barbie movie. Yeah. <laughs> he's really good in that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Do you have, do you have any more? Um, I had two more people. I had Tom Holland, because I think he could probably do... Everybody, I think the problem with that is like everybody sees him as Spider-Man, so I don't think, I, I don't think he would ever get cast. He's also that. really okay. short. Well, I don't know how short he is. Yeah, like, and then I, I think Zendaya is taller than him, if that, yeah, if that he's says like anything. Five, that's, five, that's true. And then for my last one, I went off book, and I said Florence Pugh. Ooh, oh, let's come back to that one. Well, I think that's I like that. We kind of skip past this. I think that if you are, and again, because I think it, she it, could play a hard ass, and I think she could, she could like the essence of the character and the role. She could totally do. Well, who's to say though? Too, if we are, if if we are going back and remaking this, I think that they are playing around with the gender roles. Oh, and for like, sure. Who is? I'm definitely making adding some more <laughs> racial yeah. diversity into the cast. Yeah, yeah, people of color. So I, I think that's that's a fun that's a fun little I like recast. That one. I like that one. That's a good one. Hmm. All right, Princess Leia. This is uh, <laughs> this is just kind of hard because we I don't so she's in her late 20s and we just don't have like I don't uh, think we have actresses like this anymore. I, I mean there are a couple, but I I think if you recast, you have to change like the character has to change a little bit. So I had Florence Pugh. As Leia, and I also had Ana de Armas as Leia. I think I think they both would be interesting, but but like it wouldn't be the Carrie Fisher Leia. It would be. Well, I think the pro. You know. So yeah, I think I think we're just gonna end up going a little older, right? Because because most of the actresses that are in their late twenties, like Carrie Fisher was, they're all on like Euphoria or or like crap like that, right? And 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 yeah, sure, you could say like Sydney Sweeney. I know everyone's obsessed with her, but I don't know that she can pull this off. I, I had a, people that are a little bit older as well. I had. Uh, Natalie Natalie Dyer, who she is, she's the sister in. I don't know why I was like all about Stranger Things. She's this older sister in, was in that Stranger the last Things. Thing you oh, okay, okay. 
I have, okay, and again, cool. these are all people. These I it was I really struggle with this, but the three people I could find that are in that age group is her. I already said Sydney Sweeney, and I think Chloe Grace Moretz too. Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. that's okay. a good one. She's, she's she's near that age. All right, so I had to put down Billy Lord because mm-hmm. why not? Okay, I think that's great because that's her mom. Um, I also put down um, Anya Taylor Joy from Queen's Gambit, and then Olivia Cook from Ready Player One and House of the Dragon. Yep. I like I actually like that. I, like, I think she'd be good at it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I, she's, I mean she's 20 uh, she's 29, but again like who cares? She's 29. Okay, like it, you're not going to find a 21-year-old well, Carrie it, Fisher ever again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I that okay, so that's good. Uh the last person I had to read the recast which if you guys have more cool I, was Luke Skywalker. I mean you got to how do we recast Luke Skywalker? Also a hard kind of the same issue is that you've got you just don't have people that are in their late twenties right now. A bunch of like well-known actors, I guess. I, I think, and I think that's what makes it hard. Is like, yeah. not like Mark Hamill was well known. Harrison Ford wasn't that well known. Carrie Fisher sure is. I mean, she was well known because okay, of Harrison Ford her was the most well known. Yeah, of the yeah. of all of them, Harrison was the most. But he'd only yeah. been in what one? Like I think American Graffiti, American. and that's pretty much it. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. I don't know his filmography, but it was very early. So like. He was in like you'd ban- have to Bonanza find or Gunsmoke. Yeah, like, like you, you'd have to find it was a carpenter. You know, unknown, <laughs> unknown actors to replicate that, and I, I just don't know that you do. I so I, I picked an older actor also. Like I, I had Will Poulter. I, I, I he's a great actor. I, I had really him too. like him. I had him too. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's probably in his thirties. I, I try to know. He's in late twenties. Is he late twenties? Okay, so. so you know, maybe. Well, let's check. And I, and I think that I think Will Poulter actually would be interesting because he kind of went from like this dough faced, like kind of. Silly kid from he's We're the Millers. We're the Millers. Oh, and yeah. then now he's, uh, what's his name? Um, and he's English. Uh, Adam. At, yeah, Adam Warlock. Uh, yeah, yeah. In Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. And, and he's 30 years old and he's English. So that, there you fits, go. that fits the bill. <laughs> <laughs> I got a couple other nominees. I had Chandler Riggs, who you probably know him from The Walking Dead. Uh, he plays Carl. Okay. Carl in The Walking Dead. Oh, the kid? The kid. Oh, yeah. Okay. Carl. I, st- I stopped watching that show at like season seven. Tanner Buchanan, who's in Cobra Kai, he's Johnny's kid. You guys okay, watch, you okay, guys watch okay, Kai? okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah I got it. I got yeah, it. That's yeah. a good call. Okay. And I think my favorite, and I think if this guy doesn't get a role in a Star Wars movie, it's a fucking absolute shame because of everything he's done for the video games. It's Cameron Moynihan. He plays. Oh, is he the one in the? Uh, he plays Cal Sestis yeah, or Kestis yeah, and all, okay. all of oh, the Star yeah, Wars yeah. Jedi Fallen Order. Okay. He's also in Shameless, which he, which he's he got he's a really good actor. He is in yeah, he is in Shameless. Okay. That's my favorite. I dig that. The only other person I wrote down was Timothy Chalamet. Mm-hmm. He's just too well known. So it's, you're not gonna find unknown. I mean you can, but like we're not gonna be able to do that for this show. <laughs> well, I, I, oh, we're not to go deep in. Like, I'm deep not going to be able. To, I'm not going to be able something. to find an unknown actor and name them here You're and be like, like oh guy. yeah, that's a great choice. Yeah. <laughs> no. All right, that's fair. <laughs> Any other people we want to recast? No. Okay. I think I think we're good. Next category to stream or not to stream. Is this better as a TV show? Mm-mm. No, I no. don't think so. I don't think so either. But I would watch a TV show that like takes place during this time. Or yes. even maybe sure. is like That's a prequel to like the Forest Moon of Endor, like you mentioned the Ewoks. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch some more Ewok, Ewok content. Movie. Uh, Ewok special. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I, especially with what they did in the Obi Wan series, I just don't know that I would trust this as 
a series. Uh, yeah, a, a prequel to that because, I mean, obviously the Empire had been there for a while. So, like, their interactions with the Empire before the Rebels get there. Yeah. That could be a show. That could be fun. Hmm. Definitely. Next category, tomorrow is another day. So what happens next? Well, we kind of have that documented with some of the TV shows and movies that have come out. Mm. Personally, I like the expanded universe better. Are you guys familiar with those stories? Which one? Which The novels, the novelizations. The which ones? The... <laughs> hold on, hold on. I got this Why don't down. you just go to get specific on exactly which story because, you want to Because after, well, after, after Disney bought Lucasfilm, everything that had been a novel was relegated to yeah, so they, legends or legacy or legends. That's the legends is the one I'm talking about. So like about. the Timothy Timothy Zahn oh those were awesome. Well so we've got the New Republic. Basically what happens in the legends, we've got the New Republic comes around and mm-hmm. they kind of have like Luke Skywalker, he's the last Jedi, starts training apprentices to rebuild the Jedi Order. Then we've got the book series, it's called the New Jedi Order. Uh-huh. And basically we've got him training all these different Jedi that are kind of coming up. The Ben and or uh Han and Leia's kid. We got, yeah, we've got yeah, their yeah, kids. Yeah. Well, he, they've or got they have th- twins. They have I think. three kids. Yeah, they have a kid and then two twins. Yeah. yeah. And uh, then along comes this, this, these. This, I don't, I don't understand why they didn't just fucking do this storyline. It's, it's so much better. It's, it's so much smarter. Hard. I, I know, agree. I know exactly which storyline they they should have done. I wrote it all down. They bring on <laughs> what's called the Yusang Yusang Bong, uh-huh. which are um, or Yusang Vong, which are essentially. Usain Bong is different. They're, they're characters. The Bong is different. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> another Freudian slip. But they essentially are not affected by the Force. Yeah. And they yeah, so yeah. they have, like, like the Jedi have totally essentially, immune. like, very little, like, power over them, which is pretty cool. Oh, so you just got to kill them with a lightsaber. Yeah. If they can. And then, the, spoiler alert for Legacy real quick, but I'm going to tell you who basically ends up happening. So essentially, Luke Skywalker creates this group. He... Jason Skywalker is one of the one of the kids. Ben Skywalker is one of the kid. Ben turns bad, and basically uh-huh. Luke, and it's a whole thing. The, the kids go back and forth between good and bad, and then it's kind of like a obviously the Skywalker lineage has they have a proclivity to or I can't say the right word, but they they are they tend to turn to the back the dark side. They have that they little bit very, going on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they, it's a lot of that going on. Luke Skywalker like like finds a lady friend. There's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of gets married. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in that family. Mara Jade. Mara Jade, right? Yeah. I'm just saying that storyline is that's so ex- much better than whatever they that's came exactly up with. That's exactly what they should have. And oh, the yeah. problem the problem oh, is you? as we mentioned before is that now they're trying to throw in all these other shows which again are really good. Andor, awesome show. Mandalorian. First two seasons were really good. Third season's fine. Like they're doing a lot of cool things, but they're doing it almost as a way to like justify the big movies they made that clearly don't really work. Yeah. And, and you know what I mean? Like it, anyway. Well, so. and I guess the 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 proof that that content, those books, were better than what's come out since is the fact that they're bringing all of those characters in. Right? You've got Admiral Thrawn coming in. You're mm-hmm. like they're bringing all of. They're basically reconstituting it. Because that was better content. Yeah. Yep. Stupid. Mar Jade. That's that's it. <laughs> sure, yeah. Do that storyline. The Emperor's hand. Yeah, because she's well, yeah, she's an assassin, and then she marries Luke, and she turns good, and she then she gets killed by one of Han and Leia's kids, mm-hmm. and they have a kid, Ben, and like all that. Like so, yeah. So would that be a TV show? Absolutely, it would be a TV show, and it'd be great. Yeah. 
and, and uh, once again, one of that storylines is that the emperor was in fact cloned, and it cloned. It's a young emperor, and they even tried to steal that story because exactly. they're like, "Fuck, we can't even come up with our own shit. We got to figure out a way to yeah. retcon this terrible, yeah, fucking corner we backed ourselves I mean, into." They're gonna ma- next thing we know, they're gonna make a movie out of Knights of the Old Republic because that was a video game, and it was light years ahead and way better content than half the shit they put out. Which they're bringing, they, like they've even referred to some of that stuff in the latest shows, like the yeah. Star Forge and that. Like you hear references to mm-hmm. that now. Let's get into our nerd facts. Lambert, you start. John Lambert, you start. Harrison Ford has never been an enthusi- has never been enthusiastic about his role in Star Wars as others. He was not contacted for another sequel, unlike Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher. That's partially why. He had been frozen in carbonite at the end of Empire Strikes Back. Even Lucas was skeptical that Ford would return. However, eventually he was talked into it. Yeah, he, he pretty much was okay to return, but he actually wanted Han to die. That was the whole thing. He said, Han, sh- Han should die. Anyone, everyone else should maybe survive, but basically Han Solo needs to go. But Lucas hated it and essentially said, and, and a lot of it was merchandising reasons, and essentially <laughs> said, well, we're not going to kill you off. So, yeah. well, but Didn't, didn't luck- he want to die in Empire? He did, and yeah. that's and so they and that's carbonite. So they froze him. Yeah. yeah, and then anyway, so he comes back. They don't kill him off, but essentially, he said like he's the only reason why he came back to the most re- recent sequel trilogy is because he knew he was like Han's got to go now for real. Because he was, I came back to die. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can have me back, but only if you kill me. Uh, the Ewoks are synonymous with Return of the Jedi, having been added into the mix for the climax of the movie. Originally, though, the battle was supposed to take place to, to happen on the Wookiee planet. Uh, this was even in the script, though it was changed to Ewoks and Endor later. I that think that would have been cool. That would have been awesome. That would have been a lot of fun. On yeah. Kashyyyk? On Kashyyyk? Yeah, that would have been way better. Yeah, that would have been a lot of fun. Well, I think it would have been way better, but it also wouldn't have been shocking that the Wookiees could overpower the Empire. I think, I that, think that's the issue. They, is they had to nerf the Wookiees. <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> they did. They're like, how do we miniaturize these Wookiees and make them less intimidating? Yeah, yeah. Get a bunch of fucking Chewbacca's eight, eight running foot around. Tall, yeah. gigantic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're gonna win. Or Chupac. <laughs> <laughs> the word Ewok is actually never said in Return of the Jedi, and neither were the names of the individual Ewoks. Although they they both appear at the in the end credits. Oh yeah, because you're not gonna know that it's Wicket and Poplu and all those guys. Yeah. Well, and their language is also pretty crazy too. So they speak Tagalog. Yeah. Which is actually a dialogue loosely inspired by Kalmuk, which is a language spoken in Mongolia. They also apparently sing one of their songs that people believe that it was Swedish that translates to, it smells of cereal in here. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Funny part. Yes, it does. Uh, It took six people to work the full-sized animatronic Jabba the Hutt. Uh, The puppet fit three men inside to operate the arms, head, and tongue, and another to move the tail. A man lying below the puppet pulled the strings to move a Jabba's mouth and make his eyes, sorry, make his sides heave. And two radio operators controlled the, his eyes, including the pupil dilation, which I didn't even really notice until I watched it the, this last time. I didn't, I don't know, it didn't click that his, his eyes, uh, his pupils dilated, which is pretty hmm. cool. And then uh, a final crew member was responsible for rubbing gel to give him his slimy look. Which is gross. disgusting. So it is so gross. That's. I, can you imagine being Carrie Fisher? Like, hold on, we gotta gel. We gotta gel him up before you can sit on him. Ugh. Mm. How many people did it take to operate Salacious B. Crumb? I think that's just one. <laughs> I think it's just one. Maybe one of those one guys. Frank Oz. The, the, no, the guy who was doing the tail. He was doing them both. I don't know. 
<laughs> there are a lot of puppets in Return of the Jedi, including Yoda and obviously Jabba the Hutt. Also, the Rancor is a puppet filmed at high speed. This wasn't what Lucas wanted. He was hoping to use a performer in a suit like Godzilla. That simply wasn't working, unfortunately, so Lucas relented to using a puppet. So I saw this before, and it made me wonder if Lucas's first instincts didn't just generally suck. <laughs> well, I, th <laughs> I, th I think that's a reason why there's a lot of argument of why the sequel or the prequel trilogies, because he essentially said, I, it's all my money. I'm doing whatever I'm the doing fuck it I want. however I want to do it. And no one was going, mm, George, uh, maybe don't maybe, do that. Maybe don't do that. Right. Maybe don't bring in... But like, the technology isn't there Well, the Gungans yet, right? are going to be great. Okay, George. Okay. <laughs> you say so. Sounds good. The This movie was actually originally supposed to begin, like, as far as, like, the storyline, right after Luke finished his training. Yoda wasn't even in the script, but director Richard Marquand suggested that we put him in there, they put him in here to essentially confirm that Vader was, in fact, Luke's father, and, and Lucas agreed. So it made the story make a little more sense. Or at least... it. it we don't. I mean, I think a lot of people speculate at the end of Empire Strikes Back that he was lying, and people were like, "No, he's not really his father." So yeah. to, you got to throw that in there to make it make seem it, more make realistic. It real. right. yeah. yeah, makes sense. Yoda's gonna. Know. Or, or you need to have a whole movie that <laughs> just explains like where well, Darth really. Vader came from, right? Right. So. right. Uh, in the radio ad adaptation of the movie broadcast on NPR in 1996, Yoda was played by John Lithgow. Have you guys listened to those? I'm not. They're mm -hmm. actually you can find them on YouTube, and and. The, because I'm a nerd, I listen to all three of them, and there's actually a ton of new different content in New Hope in in the original Star Wars, and then like as it gets, as as the series gets more popular, the content on the radio show more closely matches what's in the film. I'll hmm. listen to or watch anything with John Lithgow. In. Interesting, <laughs> frankly, yeah. yeah. So. Carrie Fisher really cared about Warwick Davis's well-being during filming, as he had to spend it in an Ewok costume. She also provided him with cookies and chocolate milk between takes. Davis later commented she was everything an 11-year-old Ewok could possibly wish Can for. Can you imagine being Warwick Davis, 11 years old, and, and Carrie, Fisher's? Carrie Fisher bring you cookies and chocolate milk? That's awesome. Dude, that's amazing. That's awesome. That's like a dream of mine. <laughs> I think I had <laughs> those dreams. It's actually been a dream. I think, I think I was, yeah, around 11 years old dreaming about that. Shooting the scene of Darth Vader's unmasking was handled with so much secrecy that Sebastian saw himself was not even told what they would be doing until he arrived on set. Yeah, so, which which nowadays, can you imagine, you just can't get these secrets, you can't keep these secrets, it's everyone so wants to hard. know. Yeah, spoilers for everything. leaks everywhere, mm -hmm. this, would, this would be tough, yeah. Yep. Uh, in the most recent special edition, the Force Ghost, I think we talked about this a little bit, was replaced, but uh, or was the the Force Ghost of Anakin Skywalker was replaced with uh, Hayden Christensen. I actually don't hate this because Hayden Christensen was Anakin; he was Darth. Like you saw him turn into Darth Vader, so I don't necessarily hate this as a recast. But it was jarring when you first saw it. I guess it's the question of yeah. is the reason why he's the force ghost of Anakin is that was the last time he was like on the light side? That's the rationale. I, okay, I guess I can get behind it. But it, it is kind of startling. You're like, whoa, shit, that's fucking Hayden yeah. Christensen there. Yeah, that's not, that's not the same guy. Not the same what guy. What just happened here? So it's funny, it's funny. We were talking about stuff in the background. If you listen very carefully as Darth Vader picks up the Emperor and throws him down the Death Star shaft, this is the only time the Jedi theme music plays 
during a shot of Darth Vader reflecting his return to the light side of the Force. Yeah, I didn't notice that. I didn't pick that up. Now I'm going to have to know what I'm doing. I did, yeah. All of a sudden, it it goes, no, no, no. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Now, also in that scene, in the newest versions of these films, you have Vader giving his iconic, no. I don't, was that in the original? I don't remember him saying, he didn't say anything. The extended, no, he just picked up the Emperor and and chucked him down, right? Okay, yeah. 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 That threw me. And then starts starts wheezing. And wheezing. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, he didn't say anything. Okay. This next fact really makes me laugh. So Palpatine's chair <laughs> was all mechanized, mechanized, Jesus, was mechanized so it could rotate with, with the scene when it was called for, but it stopped working. So in order to rotate, he had to like shuffle his feet back and forth I love in order to make it work. Of, of the Emperor doing that. That's like, that's like Lego Emperor version. That's that would definitely happen in the Lego Emperor. That's, yeah. that's Dr. Evil. <laughs> <laughs> It's Doctor Evil, yeah. Lego. It's also it's also maybe like the uh, the Family Guy renditions. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. Uh, in the Empire Strikes Back, the Emperor was played by Rick Baker's wife in a mask with chimp eyes, superimposed with another actor doing the voice work for Return of the Jedi. When we see more of the Emperor, that obviously wouldn't work. Lindsay Anderson from Chariots of Fire was offered the role but had a scheduling conflict. Alan Webb, who played King King Lear and uh, was in Taming of the Shrew, got the role but then had to drop because he got sick. And Ian McDermott ended up with the role. That's a happy accident. Hmm. It sure is. And evidently, so I I saw something else where, this is the next one. Yeah, he actually changed the voice. Uh, Contrary to, I think, the, the, the original notes for the character, and it actually turned out way better. I think it totally did. I yeah. think it totally did too. The way he portrays that, and then it's so much more—I don't use the word from the notes, but demonic. Like he's just is so much conniving, and yeah. you're like, this isn't even a real human. It's basically the embodiment of evil. Yeah. And I think that's—it's just a great character change. And then they went back again. This is one of the changes that I do support when they went back and added extra scenes in *Empire Strikes Back*. It is you Ian put it Yeah, yeah. Right. That, yeah, that one I like. And some of the holographic scenes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes yeah. sense. That, yeah. that one That's I like. a smart change. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. That was a good one. Following the success of Boba Fett, of Boba Fett appearing in comics and Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Where? And being <laughs> a popular supporting character, George Lucas admitted that he had no idea that the character had become so popular. He mentioned that if he had known, he would have given the bounty on her more memorable a more memorable death scene. Lucas even considered adding a shot of Boba Fett escaping the Sarlacc for the 2004 DVD release. I actually, I'm not sure I believe this because he had like so. The, so back in the 70s, when Star Wars first came out, they had there was like a parade in Pasadena or something, and Boba Fett was in the fucking parade. So you you can't tell me that he didn't think Boba Fett was going to be a big character when he had him. Like he didn't even appear in Episode One or Episode Four. Not it, until they remade it. Right, and then they put him into, he was in the Christmas special. That's his first appearance. Right. And then they have all of these secret private release, like the most expensive Star Wars toy that you can find was a Boba Fett pre-order giveaway that had a rocket that actually shot off of his back. Like tens of thousands of dollars, maybe more than that, those things are, they'll go for it because there was only like limited amount ever made. Yeah. So, yeah, I think he just, again, this is, George Lucas. I think he's retconning later his own on, story. Someone telling him or him realizing that oh, I was kind of stupid. I should have kept that guy around. He would have been a fun character. And I think 
clearly he did because he bases the clone war the clones right. off of the right. Fett family. Yeah, he brought yep. him back. Yeah. An early version of the movie was actually to end with Luke walking off alone, leaving his friends behind in true gunfighter slash samurai fashion. The idea was dropped in favor of a happier ending, reporting reportedly because Lucas feared a downbeat ending would throw a wrench in the printing press from which basically the, all the money he was making off of merchandising. <laughs> right. Which yeah. makes sense. But yeah. also I think merchandising. I want I do wonder if, if he does end it like that on more of a cliffhanger or like a what's next. Do we see this do we see movies sooner? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe not. He definitely took some mental health years to, yeah, he did. to feel better about himself. Mm-hmm. I've got some kind of surprise ones here I wanted to throw in here as far as extra extra nerd facts. Um, if I can find them somewhere. Okay, here's a fun one. So It's a Trap actually wasn't the original line. It was supposed to be It's a Trick. No. It's a Trick, uh, but apparently... When they were doing it, with Ab- Admiral Akbar, obviously, the screen test didn't sound right, and so they changed it to It's a Trap. Good. That's better. That's way better. Good mm-hmm. change. Do we? you guys know what TIE stands for? Just kind of a trivia question. Twin Ion Engine. Boom. I'll move on. <laughs> <laughs> well done. <laughs> Believe it or not. Okay. So Michael Pennington plays Moff uh, Jarajad, who's the commander of the new Death Star. Guy who seems, I think he's the guy who seems pretty like the emperor's coming here. That guy, uh-huh. right? Yeah, all yeah, freaked yeah. out. Believe it or not, Alan Rickman after tri- actually tried out for that role, but he didn't get oh, it. Oh, that would have been cool. Been good. And then, I mean, too bad. And then we get him for Die Hard. That's his next, his actual movie. Do we know what the working title was for this one? The Revenge of the Jedi, wasn't it? Or no, the actual? No, I don't know what the working title was. Um, no, it was actually Blue Harvest. Hold on, that's the first one, isn't it? I don't know. No, I think no, I think it, production was done under the working title Blue Harvest. That's why they made it a Family Guy episode later on. The tagline was "Horror Beyond Imagination." Okay. Is, yeah. Wow. <laughs> okay. Last yeah. one I got here. Kind of weird. In the original trailers of the movie, Luke was supposed to have a blue lightsaber. However, the clear blue lightsaber blended in with the blue sky, and so they changed it to green, and that pretty much became synonymous with like. A good. good good Jedi. A good Jedi, yeah. yeah. Or maybe even like, I don't know if green is, is is actually good. I think it's more like warrior Jedi. Because blue is good, isn't it? Oh, there's a whole, there's a there's whole, a whole color scheme. Purple, purple is like, you are a fucking badass ninja and you will kill everyone in battle. Like, you're the best fighter. And that's because of um, <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson. I will only be a Jedi if you let me have a purple lightsaber. Done. I think it's Sold. Great. No, the colors mean different things. So like green, I think, is like the... Uh, the wisdom type Jedi, and then blue is something else, and, and yellow were the the sentinel sort of guard guys. There's a whole, it's a whole so, thing. So yeah, so there's red is Sith, the blue is pros, like prosperity, hmm. white is obedience, yellow is strength. Oh, there you go. There's a whole thing. Yeah, silver were the, uh, or I guess gray were the uh, the gray Jedi. Not Jedi. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. There's a whole thing. And now there's orange ones. Yep. And the orange. One. Yellow. Yeah. Inner nerd thoughts. Did we learn anything? Okay. I'm curious what you guys think about this, the prophecy thing. So the whole prophecy is that essentially there's going to be the chosen one and they're going to bring and return 
essentially everything to the light. So when you, or bring balance to the force. Balance. Do we think he did that? Do we think the prophecy was actually true? Well, who was the prophecy about? I don't know. That's from, oh, well, but it's supposed to be about Anakin Skywalker. Anakin, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what's your definition of balance? I would say, I was going to say. If two and two? Or one and one, or, or none and none. Light right? and dark? Mm-hmm. Or just the one? Light and dark, yeah. He brought balance to the force because he flipped to the dark side. Yeah. I mean, and, and at one point, Luke was the only only one and had kind of given up his light side, dark side, elite, whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, was I, just, I, str- I struggle with that I don't one. know. I was just curious. That was something that was, was coming in. The other thing, the other, we've already mentioned this, like what happens to the Emperor, but there is also speculation, speaking of like sounds and noises and things you see on screen, that when the Emperor, like, like why does he all of a sudden ex- seemingly explode? Like there's that big flash of light. I figured it was all of the force escaping his body. Or all whatever. the midi chlorians. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and well, pe- pe- let's not talk oh, about those. The Reddit boards and things. Are, uh, that's that's when he is supposed to be basically like being teleported to his cloned body. Ooh. I don't oh, know if that's true or not. Some, some like some like okay. ma- some like Matrix Avatar. Shit but that's kind that is kind of what happens in the novels. So I guess that there is I some. Could, okay. All right. All right. Some truth behind it. If Reddit says it, then. That's what I said. It's, it's on the internet. It's true. It's true. All right, so kind of wrap this thing up. We've got the impact. This movie had a budget of estimated about thirty-two million dollars, gross worldwide. So basically, um, Return of the Jedi was the highest-grossing movie of its of, the, of that year. It made three hundred nine point three million dollars in the U.S. and Canada, and made four hundred seventy-five point three million dollars worldwide. And that's just the initial release. I, I didn't even. Do any research those are, on those are nineteen eighty three dollars. Yeah, those right are nineteen eighty three dollars. Yeah, yeah I didn't I didn't look up any of that. Or I didn't even look up like the real re release in the late nineties or yeah. um DVD or any of those kind of sales. Like clearly it grossed a shit ton of money. Printed money. Some awards. It was nominated for Best Art Direction and Set Decoration. Nominated for Best Sound. These are Academy Awards, by the way. Best Sound, Best Effects, Best Sound Effects Editing, and Best Music Original Score. And it won. Special Achievement Award for Visual Effects. All three Star Wars movies from the original trilogy were actually given Special Achievement Awards. So, despite sci-fi movies, not fantasy movies, whatever you want to put this in there, generally don't win Academy Awards. But give no, they, they make up awards for, for sci-fi. They just, they just give them stuff that they can't think of. As they should. Yeah. All right, any last thoughts for Star Wars Return of the Jedi? Besides, this movie is fucking awesome and... If you if you have not seen it, just just go see it. Just see it. However okay. however you make that happen. Who's listening to this for an hour and a half and hasn't seen Return? I of mean, Jedi? you never know. You With never somebody's know. spouse, they might be it might be on a road trip and they're they're subjecting their spouse to torture to us. Yeah, it's a trap. <laughs> Nerd outreach. Obviously, thank yous go first, and so we're gonna thank you, Andrew, for yeah. joining us. Thanks for having me. Yes, it's been fun. Lambert, what baby or wife are you gonna thank? No, right I'm now? gonna I'm gonna wish my my older brother's son good luck in college. He just moved out there. Adam, my nephew, good luck at Redlands. Good luck in California. Should be a good time. Sounds like he's uh, he's putting in he's a lot of work already. Probably at a nice. Did you right say now. what sport he's playing? He's playing water polo. Yeah, that's fucking badass. Yep. Well, as always, we want to make sure we uh, you know. 
you guys we love our listeners so please share rate tell all your friends we got our videos for the nerd bites and nerd takes etc and then obviously the long form and all the the uh the platforms for uh, podcasting and if you want to follow us on all the social medias you can certainly find us out there our next episode preview we're going to be watching a fun little movie or discussing a movie called twins should be good sounds like fun should be interesting all right can't wait until then see everybody bye-bye thank you can i ask because i when you ordered these were they already fluffy like this or do you have to do stuff to them to make them fluffy uh, you just have to open the bag. Yeah. They fluff up after a day. Yeah. Well, the yeah. ones I ordered, I guess, from China or whatever the fuck, yeah. not so lucky. What'd you do? You, you have you have to. Yeah, I fluffed them. <laughs> I, 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 I used my fluffing skills. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you had to. Uh, hopefully, you're recording at this point. This is it. <laughs> Here's what's interesting is that Lucas actually, you know, because he directed Star Wars, the original one, but he essentially said, I'm not directing Empire Strikes Back because he was too stressed out <laughs> from doing the original. And obviously, he brings in... Oh, shit, who, who, who directed Empire Strikes Back? Why my, my brain just blanked right there. Um, I don't know. Let's look. I'm stupid. So, well, you can cut this out for my stupidity. I'll start over. Uh, was it not Spielberg? No, it's... Um, Irving, Irving Kirshner. Kirshner. Fucking idiot. Irving Kirshner. There it is. Uh, well, I don't know what's going to be better cuts to that or the fluffer part, but... <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll just start that over. Now it's all in there, in the outtakes. Fucking stupid. What's so, a fluffer? <laughs> I can't even get, out, get back on track.